There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Malfest Monday then, eh? We are back for a brand new season. And it is almost unbelievable to think that this was 12 months ago. Blida, Anders Bagge, eller... Cornelia Jacobs. Snart vet vi. Snart vet vi vem som vinner Melodifestivalen 2022. Och alltså kommer att representera Sverige i Eurovision Song Contest. Everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. Nu kör vi! Hello and welcome along to the first episode of a brand new series of Melfest Monday. And you know what that means. Melfest, Melodifestivalen, your favourite Eurovision national final is less than a week away. I'm James, Rob is here as well. Hello, it's nice, isn't it? Nice to know that Melfest is just around the corner. I can't believe we're already here. You just heard before that, the moment that Cornelia Jacobs won the right to represent Sweden at the Eurovision Song Contest. Sweden went on, of course, to claim a hugely impressive fourth position in the grand final. Can they better it this year? I guess we will probably find out over the next few weeks when we find out exactly what songs we've got on offer in Sweden this year. Yeah, I think the excitement levels for Melody Festival this year are through the roof. So much to look forward to, and we'll be chatting with you all about it over the next seven weeks as we look ahead to what's coming up and look back at each show on the Saturday night. Now, today is obviously a little bit different. We've got nothing to look back on. So we'll be joined by a guest to preview the entire Melfest season. And then a little bit later on, we'll be focusing on heat number one. Heat number one in Gothenburg, of course, and loads of brilliant returning artists, loads of new artists in that heat to kick off Malfest season, so we'll be talking about them as well. And you might remember the Hall of Fame, well, it has not returned for the 2023 season, but we will be debuting something else very special a little bit later on. And yes, this is Melfest Monday, brought to you by the Eurotrip, which means, of course, we'll be chatting to some of the artists as well. We've got Tonus Achilles and Eva and Eva on the way. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So let's get to it, shall we? It's the first episode of Melfest Monday and there's only one person, I feel, we could have brought along with us for the ride for episode one. Uh, He does some brilliant stuff over at ESC Insight, at the Bet Eurovision podcast, and he's also the international coordinator for OGAE Sweden. Have you guessed who it is? Ben Robertson, hello. Hello there. I don't know about that, guys. I think you know practically everybody involved in the Melfest Circus now. So uh, there's many people you could get on this show, I'm sure. We've got time to get them on. We've got time to get them on. There's plenty of weeks between now and the Melfest final. So don't you worry about that, Ben. No, I, I mean, I love it because like, we're here now for the six weeks and there's no... There are some other great national finals, of course, but I don't think there's any other national final that has the roller coaster ride 
uh, the glitz and the glamour that Melfest has. Yeah, this is the one that really gets the juices flowing, doesn't it? You know, national final season has been ticking by just nicely over the last few weeks. But when you know Melfest is less than a week away, as it will be when you're listening to this, it's really hotting up. Ben, we want to talk a little bit about heat number one a little bit later on. But should we focus on just the general excitement around Melfest this year? What is the the big attention-grabbing headline that people should be looking out for this year, do you think? Uh, attention-grabbing headline from a artist point of view is, of course, for the Eurovision fans, it is going to be Loreen who is in that fourth heat. Um, of course, the winner from 2012. Um, there's so much expectation about Loreen's comeback with the same songwriting team as Euphoria. I want to give a shout-out there for uh, Cassiopeia as well, which makes me very excited. Um, but, you know, as always, you have a Melody Festival and throughout all the four heats where you have returning names, uh, people like Victoria, Victor Crone, uh, people that, you know, everybody knows coming in with new artists and maybe coming in as well with artists that we've known from maybe a decade or two decades ago. You get this whole mix every single Saturday night of people somebody in Sweden is going to be in love with and maybe some more names you'll love with after the show as well. Well, this is what I wanted to touch on now, because as you've already said, you know, Loreen is kind of the big story, her return, first time in Mellow since 2017, obviously same songwriting team as Euphoria back in 2012. But there are other big returning names, as you've mentioned, we'll get to some of those just in heat number one later on in this episode. Tonis Achilles, of course, Eva and Ewa as well, Jon Henrik Falgren, Victor Kroner, who you've already mentioned. But Ben, you've alluded there to the fact that we are going to be introduced to some new names here, some new really exciting names. And one of those could easily take the title. This is the exciting part of Melody Festival and where it literally is anyone's up for grabs. Absolutely. Um, you, you know, For so many people before, I mean, if you look at it last year, very few people before we'd heard the songs would have said Cornelia was somebody in the mix to win. But there you go. These stories can and do happen in Melody Festival. And you don't have to be a big name to win this at all. Um, lots of the attention and focus has been on Maria Sir over here. Um, the young Ukrainian refugee who came over to Sweden last year. Sarah Dawn Fina managed to get in touch, managed to give her a bit of help to get into the industry. Uh, I've spotted, you know, Warner Music, who are her label, have been like putting out sponsored adverts and stuff around there. She's been on Bingo Lotto, so quite a big primetime uh, slot to perform some songs. Somebody there that I suspect is somebody to watch, and certainly the label's putting a decent amount of effort into giving her a chance. Um, but, you know, you've, you have loads of names not names that are new at melody festival but maybe not new to the public as well i'm thinking here people like marcus and martinez who we've speculated for years would be a melody grand prix in norway but they're actually looking for a break in the swedish industry so no there is no better place to do that than melody festival and um and that all oh, that diversity of genres as well so we're going to have ballads we're going to have popular sweden's always going to have great pop music involved but we're going to have smashing to pieces um with a big rock number we're going to have um you know a dance band number as well as well from casanova so we're going to get a whole range of the swedish music industry as we always do in the festival Ben, who should we be keeping an eye on in 2023? Because you'll have been following the markets recently since all of the artists were announced. A lot of people may be thinking it's all about Lorene. It isn't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there. It isn't all about Lorene. Who else should we be keeping an eye on, really? Well, it's really interesting because expectations are really, really strong for Sweden this year. Sweden's, if you look at the betting markets for Eurovision, they're second favourites. They're looking between... 7.0, 8.0 if you want to bet on Sweden now. Usually before Melody Festival, and I'd say Sweden's price tends to be between a 10 to 13. So Sweden's much shorter than they normally are this year. Plus, you have to account for the fact that Ukraine is, of course, favourite for Eurovision still for 2023. So even with that, Sweden is still shorter in the betting market. So expectations that Sweden will have a good song for Eurovision are higher and I have seen when I've been following the betting markets. That said, it's not because of a certain artist. The market's actually quite flat right now. 
Um, you've got a whole bunch of artists. You're looking six to seven here that are on from between five to twenties, let's say. Um, people like you no know, Lorene's at the top of there, but of course Maria Sur is up there as well. It's an expectation that the Swedish public, you know, like the rest of Europe, big televote for Ukraine last year. Will that translate in Melody Festival and show that same solidarity? It could well do. John Henrik Fjellgren's very important to note here, I would say, as well. He's been on uh, Mestern as Mestere, a Swedish TV show here in the last couple of weeks, um, where like celebrities tell very personal stories. And like I've seen this clip shared quite a lot on social media. He's been speaking about his difficult upbringing, um, about his relationship with his daughter, a very powerful emotional piece there. So, I mean, John Henrik's done so well in the televote and all the free times he's taken part in Melody Festival. And, and I I suspect that will happen again. He, he, he's a person that Swedes really, really love. And I'm sure it'll come from the voting. As as we will potentially see in, in heat number one this weekend, of course, he's, he's taking part in that first heat, which, as we've already said, we will get to a little bit later on in today's episode. We'll also hear from a couple of the artists coming up as well. James has been chatting to some of them. But Ben, we've got to talk away from the artists. Let's talk about the hosts. Who have we got this year? Of course, we had Oscar Zia doing a whole thing kind of solo but alongside uh farah abadi last year and farah's back but she's got a got a new co-host this year yeah they're doing the same thing again where they uh they have to pick the uh host to be from scorner um now if you're not familiar with scorner scorner is at the uh southwest of sweden where their accent sounds just a wee bit danish and for somebody who's not got swedish as a first language and has spent that time in stockholm I find them quite hard to understand, I tell you. <laughs> uh, but we do have uh, Jesper Röndahl. Jesper's like, most famous, um, he, and he is well-known. He's um, He's been, in particular, in quite a few like satire series. So um, Svenska Nyheter is the one that comes to mind. You think of the, like, the John Oliver kind of thing. It's kind of the equivalent of that in Swedish for the, the public here. Um, but he's also... Um, well known as well. He won the show Paspora. Have you heard of Paspora, guys? No. Can't say it's crossed my door. No. Well, you might have seen Paspora. If you ever look, you know when you see the top rated shows in Sweden for the year? And it's always like, well, what gets more viewers? Is it Melody Festival and Final or is it Donald Duck at Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> but then you see all the other shows below it and it's all the Melody Festival and Heats and it's the Eurovision semi-final and the final and stuff like that. And then usually about ninth or tenth on this list of most watched shows in Sweden is Pusporet, which is like a quiz show between two teams of celebrities. It's like a geography one. So you get like a, a train, like a shot from a train um, front cab or from a car, and you're getting like cryptic clues about where the location you're driving to. Um, and you get like, obviously the more clues you need, the uh, less points you get for it. This sounds right up my street, then. I tell you, I'd be all over there. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> uh, the only time I ever got top points in it was when there was a clue based on Eldar and Nigar, and of course they would go to Baku. <laughs> that was the only time I got the, like the, the, the top top marks as a obviously a Eurovision reference clue. A long train journey from Stockholm. <laughs> Because <laughs> it could be a long time that one. No, they they, they travel. They got correspondence in different countries. SVT. Um, so you always get um, different ones in America or USA. It's a great show. I I can't see why it's not really hit international markets. It would be really really good around the world. Should we get back to Melfest? <laughs> oh, we should. <laughs> We were talking a bit earlier about uh, the excitement levels, uh, especially in Sweden at the moment, because uh, Melfest will be back on the road. It'll be touring the, the rest of Sweden instead of just staying in Stockholm as it has for the last couple of years. Does that amp up the excitement levels a little bit more? Oh, I mean, especially, I think, in those smaller towns, because they did open the heats last year to the public in Stockholm because they were held in Globe and Ending Friends Arena too. A smaller, but to an audience. But there wasn't the same lust. I mean, for people who live in Stockholm, why would you be so excited to go to Del Tevling 3 when you could go to the final every year at Friends Arena? So it's that tour that generates the buzz and the excitement. Places like Lidsherp that are hosting this year, this will be one of the biggest social occasions on the calendar when you go to that those kind of places. Um, 
And you also see as well, because it's just a big event, I've seen so many adverts and sponsors, things in magazines. I even got through in the post um, that the advertisements for the supermarkets. And of course, only one supermarket's able to officially sponsor Melody Festival Island, but then all the others try and like have a few pages in the middle where they um, try and brand um, their products, their crisps and their sweets and uh, soft chips drinks and for kids and the stuff chips like and that. Dip. Absolutely. Um, all in the different like formats you can have. So one that came through yesterday was a uh, load up for the weekend's music fest because because um, you can't use Melody Festival or anything like that. So of course they're trying to like find a way to like subtly suggest you can get your goodies with other brands that are available. Before we hear from a couple of the artists taking part in Heat Number One, and also me and James doing something a little bit different. You may remember the Hall of Fame last year, the last couple of years, doing something a little bit different this year, which we'll get to. But Ben, one of the reasons we wanted to get you on was because you have been covering, of course, Melody Festival for an awful long time now. And one of the most fascinating aspects of doing so as a member of the press is that you, of course, get access to be able to listen to the Melody Festival and entries before anyone else, before anybody sees them performed on their TV screens, before even those sort of one minute, 30 second snippets are released to the public as well later on in the week. And we were really interested to find out what that whole process is like. So remind us, how early do you get the chance to hear the entries competing in that week's heat, for example? Give you a little exclusive here. It's actually going to be earlier this year. Um, they've actually they've actually moved the listening process. So it's going to take place not on Wednesdays but on Tuesdays for this year. Um, so at Tuesday, ten o'clock European times, nine o'clock UK. Um, I will be online in a call with Karin, and you know, let's say usually between twenty and thirty journalists, and we get to listen to the songs over that call back to back and i tell you there has been nothing in the eurovision world that has been as stressful as rewarding as well but as stressful as that moment why do you think it's so stressful you know it's a bit like i mean i i did music gcse and in music gcse you would have to listen to songs and like you know where does the chord change here um and what is the time sequence of this track or something um and it's very similar to being a teenager at school taking exams. Because one thing that I try and do, um, I want to make sure that I, as soon as I've heard the three minutes of the song, I can publish what I think about it. And, you know, I get to hear that song once. I mean, we hear it twice after. So you hear the, hear the seven songs in a row, and then you hear the seven songs in a row again. I try and do that tweet after the first time. So as soon as I've heard that song, I am going through and I'm saying, I think this and this, this song is like this one. And, you know, did I call it correctly? Do the other journalists think the same thing as me? Or do they think something differently? Um, no. What I'm always listening for is, have I heard the one? Have I heard the one that could win Melody Festival? Could it win Eurovision? I would love to be like, have that moment. I'm like, ah! <gasps> I, I've heard it. This is the one. Um, and you're always waiting for that moment because you never know what's coming up because you know Melody Festival and it is so strong and you're Sweden is such a great track record that the next song could be that. Uh, it's so insanely pressured. The next obvious question then, Ben, how often have you managed to correctly identify the one or presumably because we'd all be like this, presumably there must also be times as well where you've got it completely off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've done this for three years. 2020, I did the full Melfest tour. I did the six cities. Um, so it's been three years of doing this listening. Um, I'm really glad. I'll tell you what, a good pandemic thing here. In 2020, the plan was you went to like a hotel conference room and you played them all together in there. And I tell you, having your own headphones in, do it remotely, the sound quality is so much better than a hotel conference room speaker. I, I just, I, I love the idea of it. Yeah, they were still doing that now and Karen Gunnison would come in with her mobile phone and you'd all crowd around and she'd just play it out of the phone. <laughs> That'd be good. Or, like, or she'd bring her own Bluetooth speaker along. It, it, the quality is about the same. Um, I, I can't say I've heard 
the eventual winner and went, wow, that's the winner on first listening. I mean, I, I, I compl- did I completely get Cornelia wrong last year? No, but I did write final things at the end, unlikely to qualify. Um, which is, you know, a very bad take from me in that sense. It went all the way. I will say on that, though, of course, the voting did crash last year. And I didn't, I would have expected Teos to do really well with the app. Because I know he did win the younger vote in the actual final, even. So maybe something there. But that's a, aside from it. I mean, Cornelia's tweet there, I, what I really regret about it was you get no time between the songs. And Hullabaloo was the song before I'd heard Cornelia's. And I'm sitting there on Twitter, headphones in, and I'm thinking, what do I write about Hullabaloo? And not that there was anything wrong with Hullabaloo, but it was kind of what we expected. And I'm there thinking, like, what do I write here? Like, you know, it, it, you know, it sounds like we expect. It's got, um, you know, catchy sing-along chorus. I end up thinking, right, I know what I'll do. I'll go on to Melopedia. And I'll see what the artist has said about the song. And I'll like use some of those quotes and like, and I put them into the tweet. But by the time I'd published that one, we were already halfway through Hold Me Closer. And while I'm listening to it, like it, you know how the beat kicks in the second verse of Hold Me Closer. And it really caught me off guard. And I found it, I think I described it as quite jarring. Um, and of course, I'd kind of missed the whole tone setting of the, or at least wasn't focused on the first like minute of it, where Cornelia really sets the storytelling tone of that song. Um, so that that was one that, in kind of sense, because I have this like you know need to share the opinions and, and get that out there, because goodness me, there is nothing else that I do that blows up my social media as badly as this one does. Um, it is insane. So remind us then, where can people go to look at your tweets? Because that's what people now listening to this are going to be saying, where can I see Ben's hot take on the Malfest entries first? Where can they go? Uh, I'll use my personal account for this. So it'll be at Ben's vision is where I'll be doing that as well. I believe we on Insight as well will be um, posting a little more, you know, reflective piece later that day um, just to, um, you know, share our thoughts a little more coherently than a, a one tweet take. You're home for everything Melodifestivalen. This is Melfest Monday. You are listening to Melfest Monday from us here at the Euro Trip. Great to hear from Ben Robertson there with us here on this week's episode. We'll be back a little bit later on to talk about heat number one. And on the way shortly, James's chats with Tonus Achilles and Eva and Ewa as well. But James, this particularly exciting music means it is time for us to debut a brand new feature here on Melfast Monday. Yeah, you will remember from the last two years we brought you the Melfest Monday Hall of Fame. Our little way of trying to replicate the Melody Festival and Hall of Fame where we would pit two songs or two artists up against one another and then put it to you to decide which one would win that group and be inducted into our very own Hall of Fame. But for this year at least, it's taking a little break and we've got something a little bit extra special for you to get involved with instead. Absolutely. So this year, listen up everyone, we are trying to build the ultimate Melfest party playlist. Now, each week, me and James are going to pick a song that we would like to submit for that playlist, and we would love you to do the same as well. So get in touch with us at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Send us an email as well if you want, hello at eurotrippodcast.com with your submissions, the songs that you think should also be part of that ultimate party playlist. And we'll also pop mine and James's choices on social media as well for you to decide which of us has the best musical text in any given week. But James, we're building our own party playlist this year because we'll be partying and enjoying Melfest at home, unfortunately. We won't be making it to Stockholm this year, will we? No, we won't. We had so much fun last year. Uh, it holds a very special place in our heart. It was one of our favourite Eurotrips we've, uh, we've ever done. And uh, some of our favourite episodes came out of that as well. But this year, a little bit different, we'll be bringing you the series from home. Still loads of special guests will be joining us, of course. Don't you worry about that. Uh, But it means we'll be watching from home 
like a lot of you, but we'll need a bit of a playlist for the, for the big grand final night in a few weeks' time. So we need to put a playlist together and we need your help. Right, do you want my submission then? So this is me and you submitting our first two songs for the party playlist. So we've got to get this right. Uh, I'll go first, shall I? Yes, please. What you got? Okay, so my first submission is this. I thought we'd kick off with a bit of EDM, my number one most played song of 2022, which was shocking for me to hear because don't get me wrong, I like the song, but I didn't realise I played it quite that much. It's one of the songs from Melody Festival last year. It's Clara Hammerstrom and Run to the Hills. Interesting. I wasn't expecting that one to be totally honest with you. Where, where did that one come from? I, well, as I said, clearly really enjoy it. It was my number one song on Spotify last year. And there's just something about that EDM beat, that little break after the first chorus. It's, oh, it's good. Gets me going. Okay, well, how about my choice then? I've gone for this. Yeah, I've gone for something from 2022 as well. One of the songs that we both saw in the grand final arena last year, Cassiopeia, I Can't Get Enough. Now, I think you may be thinking it's a bit of a rogue choice. Is that what was going through your head? Uh, it's not at all. I'm, I'm thinking I also would have liked to have chosen that song, so no good choice. Well, I just thought I was going to try and pitch it at all audiences. I feel like that's the sort of song, whether you're four years old, whether you're 40 years old, or whether you're 400 years old, this is the sort of song you'd want on your playlist. I feel like I'm covering all bases here. So at some point over the next week, before the next episode of Malfest Monday, we will pop a little poll over on Twitter, at Eurotrip Podcast. Let us know which of our choices is your favourite, but both heading on to our Malfest Party playlist. But yes, send us your submissions as well. And I'm sure in the weeks to come, we'll be delving much further back into the Malfest archive to bring you some songs that we really think are going to get that party going. You're listening to The Eurotrip, your favourite Eurovision podcast. When you aren't listening, find us on social media, at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. So still to come, we're going to be chatting again to Ben Robertson. He'll be helping us preview heat number one. That's coming our way in just a few days time, of course, on Saturday night. But I wanted to bring you a couple of chats with the artists who are going to be competing in that very first heat. Uh, in a short while, we'll be chatting to Eva and Eva, uh, icons of Melfest after they made their debut a couple of years ago. But first, shall we chat to somebody who made a debut last year? Tonus Achilles uh, was performing My Way, and I feel like managed to capture everybody's hearts. Uh, well, this year she is back. Uh, she's got a brand new song. It's called Rhythm of My Show. And as she'll tell you, it's a little bit of a different vibe to a song from last year. She didn't want to go for a My Way 2.0, as she says. And she'll tell us all about the song, all about the songwriting process and what her ambitions are on her Melfest return. So this is what happened when I caught up with Tonus Achilles uh, last week. Tonus Achilles, welcome along to Melfest Monday. How are you? I'm very good. I, um, yeah, I've had a lovely morning. I'm going off to dance rehearsals after this. It's going to be... It's going to be fun, but it's a lot of dancing this year, so I'm a bit worried. Let's talk about that immediately. As soon as you said dance rehearsals, I thought, surely that is going to be rehearsing for Melody Festival. Is that what it's for then? Give us an idea. Yes, is it, it going is. to be a full routine you've got going on? Well, kind of. Um, I said to myself um, last year that if I will do this ever again, I want to do like more dancing and I want to like move more. 
And I think that this year I really tapped into that. And I, as much as I am excited, I'm also very nervous because it's something that people don't really like know me for. I mean, it's not really, oh, Tuna and her dancing. Mm. So I, I think that I just have to trust that I believe that I can do it. And I, I, I really, really do, do think that I can because we had a couple of rehearsals and it's been going great. Let's talk about last year. Of course, you made your Melfest debut uh, back in 2022. Take us back to the moment of performing on stage or even performing in the final and just those emotions of, of finally getting to take part in Sweden's biggest TV show. What was that like? Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> no, but I have always had this as a dream and to finally have it be re realized last year was insane. And I think that nerves, not that they got the best of me, but I'm I'm a I'm a master overthinker. So I think that the I did it in in three parts, which this year I'm very happy about because I have more experience. <laughs> uh, but last year it was it was a long journey. It was very, very fun, but it, it was also for me watching it and also experiencing it. It was a big um, like journey of building up more like confidence and getting more experience on the stage and having more time to rehearse and just, I don't know. It was a journey that I will never, ever forget um, because not only for me as an artist, but also for me as a person to just stand there on that stage and just be myself. And I think doing it as the, the first trans person in Melody Fasuala's history, it was a big moment, not only, not only for me, but also for like the whole community. And I will forever be very grateful for the chance and the opportunity. How quickly did you decide you wanted to come back to Melfest this year? Was it as soon as you stepped off the stage and felt the buzz and thought, I want that again? How quickly did you decide? <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, I stepped off the stage and I was like, yep, we're doing this again. <laughs> but I had a few, like, if I was doing it again, I wanted, I wanted it to be like a bit more, like another side of me. I didn't want to do like my way 2.0, because I think that if you have a great song and the people like love the song and the, the number and everything, it should have its own moment. It should have its own era I think and coming back especially like the year after and doing my way-esque type of number and song again I don't think that's the way to go I think you should like showcase another part of you and take a risk and um, that's what we've been doing this year so it's going to be very exciting um, both with the with the dancing and the number and everything of that but also to, to see if like the people watching will love it as much as I do. I really hope so. And I really feel that this will be just a compliment to last year. Can you tell us much about the song? You know, last year's, of course, was, I don't know, powerful, uplifting. How would you describe your song for this year? This is also very powerful and also very uplifting, but in a completely like different way. It's more of a confidence boost in the way that you just want to like stand up and dance in front of the mirror and just don't care. While last year was more of, oh, I'm going to build up the courage to do what I've always wanted and just go my way. It's very uplifting and, but in two different ways. So I really like the, the feeling when, when you just feel good about when you hear music and I think that especially in, in this format when you're like singing the song in an arena and people I mean either you have to have a song that just grabs you in the most sentimental way I think that's much harder though because you can very much easier get into cheesy land <laughs> um, but to do like a happy uplifting party pop type of song is what I wanted to do and it's more um it's very more attitude this year, I think. And last year you wrote the song alongside Anders Vretov, who is a very well-known songwriter. He's won Melfest before. This year you've done it with him again, but you've also got Dino Medenhodzic and Jimmy Joker, who are very well experienced at writing Melfest songs. <laughs> what was it like to work with such a, a powerful trio of songwriters? It was great because as soon as we like went into the studio, everyone found their 
their role very quickly. So we went into the studio and they started to do like the production. And I was like, okay, I, I love where this is going. I'm gonna get, get back to you with the lyrics. <laughs> so I was just sitting there writing. I was listening to what they were, what they were doing. We came up with a melody together. And then I wrote lyrics to everything, which at first was not complicated, but it was too much like words. So then it was very much uh, Jimmy Joker who like pulled me back a bit and was like, okay, this is great, but this is too much. <laughs> uh, so then everyone was just vibing very, very good with each other and the song came up very quickly. And I think that when a song just, when the writing of a song just flows and everything just falls into place very quickly, that's when you know that's, it's a good song because everything just flows good. And what is the, what's the goal this year? You know, you reached the final uh, last year. Is that the, is that the ambition again this year? Or is it more just to be able to represent the trans community no, in no, Sweden? No. And what, what is the goal? is always to win. Always to win. <laughs> that's the, that's the spirit. I love goal it. Always to win last year as well. Um, I mean, to represent and all of that, that's, I think you can have, like a lot of goals doing this. Uh, last year was, um, you know, representing the trans community and just being a part of the of the competition and just doing it for the first time and like fulfilling a dream. This year, I mean, it's the same thing, but it's also winning is a big part of it. And I think that I've, I've had this, this, this discussion in many, many interviews that not that people are taken off guard, but especially in Sweden, you, you don't really, you, you can't really, like flaunt your confidence. And I think that's wrong. <laughs> um, You've got to I'm change it. Into, yeah, I'm going into this competition wanting to win with a song that I think is a possible contender for first place. And I think that everyone should do that because otherwise, why are we competing with something that we don't think is going to win? <laughs> Tonus Achilles, thank you so much for joining us and best thank of luck you. in Melfest this year. Thank you so much. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Brilliant to have Tony Achilles on the podcast on the first episode of Malfest Monday here for our new season. Because, yeah, she was fantastic last year. And when I saw the list of artists announced that were taking part in 2023, I was delighted to see her back on the list. Yeah, I remember being in the arena last year. That was one of the songs that got the whole crowd going. As she says, the song for this year is a little bit different, bit of a, a dance vibe to it. So maybe that's what to put on our dance, uh, our party playlist uh, for, for, for Melfest this year. But shall we catch up with another artist, uh, another one competing in the show on Saturday night, Eva and Ava. Now, I said before, they are icons of Melfest. They've only competed once before together as a duo back in 2021. They performed Renorama Ding Dong. And it was just one of those, I don't even know how to describe it. Rob, I feel like I've got to bring you in for this one, actually, because <laughs> this was one of the most chaotic interviews I've ever done. I'll tell you a little bit about it uh, later on. But Eva and Ava are just, uh, are the icons to you as well? They are icons. They are. We saw them, didn't we? Brought back for a little bit of a performance last year. We did, and that was that. That was joy enough. But Rama Rama Ding Dong, and it's numerous versions. I don't know whether you've seen this now. There are so many different language versions mm. of that song that you could enjoy over on uh, over on <laughs> kind of all the music streaming services. But oh, what! heroes they just don't care do they and that's what i love about them and that is the exact vibe you're going to get for them now i managed to catch up with them a couple of weeks ago uh in probably one of my favorite interviews i've ever done i'll put that on record <laughs> so this is what happened when i caught up with the duo a couple of weeks ago eva reedberg and eva Roos, welcome to the Eurotrips melfest monday thanks for coming along for a chat thank, thank you, you. 
It's great to have you here. I think both of you two are icons of Melody Festival. And as soon as, <laughs> as soon as everybody yes. heard that you two were back in Melody Festival, and I think everybody had a smile on their face. How does it feel to be back? I, I like this uh, type of of, of uh, television programs. Uh, we're dancing and singing, and uh, yeah, that's it. Not the other things, but that's um, you know who's going to be number one or that. I, I don't, I don't care about that. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. We just join it. We have so yeah. fun mm. when we rehearse and and so on. And and the met this melody this time is very. We like it so much. Like it's really, really much. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. Melody is a very up tempo melody. And yeah. It's a friendship. Yeah. Let's talk about 2021. Last time you two took part together, Renorama <laughs> Ding Dong. It, I think it was everybody's one of their favorite songs from Melody Festival in 2021 because it was so upbeat, it was so fun, it was so enjoyable. Tell us about that experience uh, uh, back a couple of years ago. I'm going to go to you, uh, Roos. I'm going to call you Roos because you've got such similar names. <laughs> what was it like for you? Yeah, as I can see, we the first time I heard the song, I think, what is this? What <laughs> is Rena Rama Ding Dong? And we say, okay, we do it. Yes, we do it. And couldn't believe it was a song success. I, I the, the children, they love this song. They call us, they don't know our names, Eva and Eva. They call us Ding O Dong now. <laughs> our name is Ding O Dong, and it was uh, it was a big success. Yeah, it was. What about you, Eva? You uh, you must have fond, fond memories of that competition two years ago. Yeah, yeah. No, it was really fun. It was. And it, it's always nice to be together with Eva. We have been working so much together. And <laughs> we never thought that we ever should come to Tamelo, you know. But when we come and came in, you know, that they and then we 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 go further on. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was really fun. And the children, the smallest one, they don't know what our names, um, but the people don't call, call us Ding Dong, no. It's <laughs> 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 the smallest one. And then there were, there were children outside the door, you know, on the bell and say, hello, can we only look at you? <laughs> oh, that was it's too much. Do you ever wish that you'd done Melfest beforehand? Of course, you, you could have done it so many more years beforehand and become legends of the competition. You know, you, you left it so late uh, until 2021 to take part for the first time. Do you wish you'd done it together beforehand? Oh, um, not for me. No, that, that was that's No, okay. I don't think so either. No, no. I don't think so. But, but we say the last time after 21, we said, no, no, no more. No more Eurovision. No, no. And uh, Eva's son came last summer to us when we played together, uh, 40 Towers in Eva's theater in uh, Helsingborg. He said, you must listen to this song. No, 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 Eurovision, no, no. Please listen, please listen. Yes, we shall listen. And we did, and we look at each other and said, yes, we do it. <laughs> <laughs> We'll take that song. Eva, tell us about the song. You know, you were, you'd were you clearly come to the decision never to take part again. What was it about the song that you've got for 2023 that made you and Eva decide, yep, yeah, we're going to try again. We're going to try again in 2023. What was the reason? Uh, well, I, I for me, it was it was a very up-tempo, really up-tempo. I, I like these uh, melodies. Uh, and... Uh, uh, for then I, I was thinking there's not so much dancing, and it's good for Eva because she don't like to dance. <laughs> so, but there, we all move. We all <laughs> we move each other. Yeah, each other. We we do move, but not not like we had before. And um, and it's a good text too about friendship, and uh, it's a happy song. Uh, you get you get very happy when you listen to it. It goes right to your heart, and I think that is mm -hmm. good. 
I'm going to keep calling you Roos because it makes it much easier. Tell me, yes, what, yes, yes, yes. what was it like when you heard the song for the first time? Eva was telling us that it was happy, it was about friendship. What did you think when you first heard the song? It was the same. I feel the same uh, because up-tempo and friendship and uh, it's a little bit fun. I can't sing it too. I'm sorry because I, then I, yeah. Yeah, you'll be disqualified. We really want to hear it, but you're not allowed. I know the rules. That's a shame. <laughs> it's like the tempo is like this. Yes, 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 yes. You can dance to it. You can dance to it. And what do you call in in, in English? Booga. Uh, yeah, but like uh, boogie, like dance, I guess. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, boogie dance. Yeah. You've got to tell us then, because Eva was saying that there isn't much of a dance because because Ruth, you it don't. It is. Yes, like, it is. Yes, oh, so it you is. Will be, yes, you will be is. dancing then. You will be dancing. Is there a yes, routine yes, that yes, people yes. will have to learn? But but Eva is a dancer from the bottom. I can't dance. <laughs> I can't dance. And I go here in my home and I every day take it, it one step that I can't remember. I can't remember it. And I try and I try and I try. And I said, oh, my God, must I do this step? And Eva said, yes, you must. You must. <laughs> so I do it. So I shall do it. The, the... But this time I'm not the choreographer. No, thanks no. God. Yeah, thanks God. Thanks God. <laughs> you were the choreographer when we did Ding Dong. Yeah. Yeah, it was lots of things to, to remember, the, the lines and the dance, yes. Well, I'm certainly excited to see what the dance looks like, and I'm sure everybody else is. So, yeah, not long <laughs> to wait. Uh, give us an idea about what, what your aim, what your goal is for the competition. In 2021, you reached the, the second chance round. What yes. is your ambition for 2023? Oh, 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 oh. God, uh, that is difficult. Um, I hope we don't be the last one. <laughs> yes, if we say the last one. Yeah, because we haven't heard the other songs. Have, yeah. you, have you asked anybody to hear the other songs to know what you're up against? No, a few, a few, a few, because it's so it's so secret about mm. uh, this uh, Eurovision. But uh, I, uh, my sister and my children and my grandchildren have listened and said, "Oh, this is better than 21." And we say, "Oh, it's true." Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so, it's so, it's so fun. It's so fun. So I hope we, yes, I hope we go directly to the final. Of course, I do. <laughs> Eva, what are you hoping for? Because before we were chatting, I was having a look at like, the the predictions, the betting odds for for Melfest this year, and I think it's disgraceful that you are bottom. You are 28th out of 28th. Nobody thinks you're going to qualify, but I feel like you two would deserve to qualify and would be a great addition to the final. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> one last one for me. What would you say to anybody who's listening right now who can vote in Melfest this year? For those people who want to vote for you, what what would you like to say to them? Go for your your heart. <laughs> yes, and I hope they can see that we Eva and I like each other. Hmm. We have been uh, friends in nineteen sixty nine. It's a long time. It's hmm. a real long time, and I hope they can see that that we are real good friends and we like each other, and we laugh so much together. <laughs> Well, I think you've made it very clear that you like to have a laugh. You, you are clearly very good friends. We can tell that from, from this chat we've had. I said that was my last question. I've got one more. Eva, you and I were chatting before we pressed record and you were saying that you're going to retire from some stage work in the summer because it's going to be your 80th birthday. Surely yeah. that doesn't mean you're going to stay away from music. Do you reckon there's a possibility that you two might do Melfest again in the future? Because I think people would love to see you back again. <laughs> you, you never know. You never, <laughs> never say no. <laughs> you never know. If the leg's still there and we can move and we can sing, why not? And we can see... 
and here <laughs> and here. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Well, fingers crossed for this year. I wish you the very best of luck for your heat oh. in Melfest. And thank you so much thank for joining you. us for a chat. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, England. When you aren't listening, find us on social media at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. So here we are then, the very first Melfest Monday of the season. Melody Festival in just a few days away now. We are joined on this first episode by Ben Robertson, ESC Insight, Bet Eurovision podcast, and also the international coordinator for OGA. I honestly always get these letters wrong around. O-G-A-E? O-G-E-A? Ben, what is it? Melody Festival Club, and I think you'll find it's called. Yes, O-G-A-E. <laughs> well, we'll call it Melody Festival and Club, and that's easier. Anyway, Ben Robertson joins us. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to Ben in a sec. James, we've just heard your chats there with, well, we heard Tony Sakidis, of course, but also we've just heard Eva and Ewa. James, just let us in. Give us an insight behind the scenes. That was 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 it as chaotic as it sounded? Unbelievable. I think I'll, I'll probably have to release the the raw, unedited version of that at some point as a bonus treat because it was just carnage. And also, uh, make sure you go and follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at YouTube Podcast. I'll put a video up on there because uh, I got a notification to say that somebody had joined at the Zoom link fifteen minutes before the interview was due to start. So I, I went and set myself up. And Eva was in the waiting room. I let her in, but she didn't. She didn't realise I'd let her in, so she was just sat there reading a book, and I, she just had no no idea I was actually there. And I was sitting there waving. I was saying hello, and she couldn't hear me. I think I sat there for a good five minutes trying to grab her attention. I'll, I'll put a video on, on social media so you can see that behind the scenes. But brilliant to have them on, and yeah. Everybody, go and go and chat out one when we put that out on Instagram, on TikTok as well, and on Twitter and uh, and Instagram. So make sure you uh, you go and search that out. Then it's time for arguably my favourite part of any episode on Malfest Monday, where we ask our guests to run us through the artists taking part in that week's heat. So Ben, in the words of former executive supervisor Jon Sand, take it away. Melody number eight, Tony Sakelius, rhythm of my show. Melody number four, Lulu Lamotte, Inga Soria. Melody number three, Rehan, Haunted. Melody number four, Elof or Benny, Raggen Gore. Melody number five, Victor Krone, Diamonds. Melody number six, Eva Riedberg or Eva Rus, Lenga Leva Livet. Melody number two, John Henrik Fjellgren, Ark North, Feet Adam Woods, Where You Are, Sabizan. Excellently done. Do you notice how I have a different like tone of my voice in Swedish? I think most of my Swedish teachers were female, so I use like, my singing voice, like a higher pitch, and then my English <laughs> is a bit more down here. Yeah, credit to you, Ben. You're the first uh, English or first language English speaker to have done that. Everybody else in the past, we've had Bella, Gustav, Toby, um, some others as well, who are all Swedish. Uh, so fair play, Ben, for doing it in your second language. I have my, I have my citizenship. Now I'm Brexit proof. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben, we've just gone through the artists there and the song titles as well. Who is standing out for you first off then in, in the seven artists seven performers that we've got in heat number one i can't wait to see what the last act there the john henrik fjellgren act is going to be like um because he's taken part three times before and i don't feel any of them have really probably got that true potential out of him um now the combination of two other acts here you know i'm expecting a little bit something you know maybe more mainstream Swedish EDM in kind of sound but at the same time here I'm, I'm that it could be a, a hybrid you know somehow to make it a Eurovision sense how Kaino have kind of used the Yolk with the pop sound into a hybrid genre I wonder if this will be just a wee bit more hybrid and actually in a weird roundabout sense they're more authentic than maybe what John Henrik's had previously in Melody Festival and um, so I, that's the song that I can't wait to listen to to actually like, see how that one goes. That's the one I'm most fascinated by. It's the one that's most out of the box. 
What about if we look at song number two? Uh, we've got a Melfest winner, well, actually a two-time Melfest winner, I guess, in Lulu Lamotte, uh, part of the Mamas, of course. Uh, what do you think about her going solo and uh, and entering Melfest this year? What shall we be expecting from her? Um, I think you've got, you know, somebody who is incredibly popular with the Swedish public here. Um, and she's also said in the little clips here that she's you know, making the point of not just singing in Swedish, but also singing in a Skånska dialect. Um, so this, I'm expecting to be quite personal and quite powerful. Um, it's going to be one of those songs, I think, that's, you know, I don't know about it competitively, but at the same time, I do know here, if Lulu does bring the goods, this is somebody who will get a lot of public backing. Um, so it's, it's a very... And you know what, if it is you know, true to its Skånska roots, it kind of proves that, you know, you don't have to do like, you know, a throwaway, like, happy song like uh, Gulda uh from Hasse Andersson to like, do like a dialect. If you actually have a song in dialect in Melody Festival and that is actually, you know, real, you know, emotions, not just from grandfather, I think that's, you know, a strong thing for the nation as well. If we go back 12 months, there were some standout stars from Melody Festival and in 2022. Probably Kasia Pier is, is one of the big names that stands out, who of course made the final. You mentioned it earlier on, Ben, now on the songwriting team for Lorene's song that we'll hear later on in the competition. Kasia Pier also, of course, uh, the winning songwriter of the American Song Contest as well, of course, this year. Great song, that one. Good song, good song. Loves a bit of K-pop, does Kasia Pier, as we know full well. But the other, I would say arguably the biggest standout, other than Cornelia, of course, going on to win, would be Tonis Achilles. Tonis Achilles had so much love, so much support last year, and now SVT have chosen her to open the entire competition. She is song number one that we will hear on Saturday. Yeah, and Tonis said a little bit, this song's going to have a, a bit of attitude about it, you know, it's... um. The quote here, we've got to translate it for you, like, you know, it's going to be a Tony that people may not be quite used to seeing. Lots of dance, show and attitude. I mean, it's going to be a impactful Melody Festival opening number, I'll tell you that. Um, Tony's, you know, again, I mean, based on what that's sounding like, again, I'm looking for an artist here who maybe bring in something high risk, hopefully high reward. And, and... You know, that's great because Tony's like journey last year, um, like from the heats um, and kind of like, I'm not going to say stumbling through, but you no, know, wasn't really close to get into the final, um, but actually really stormed through in that final, had one of the most impactful performances, um, has gone on um, hosting major TV shows here in Sweden afterwards, like this is a very well-known name in Sweden right now. And Tony was well-known before, but mainly through social media, through YouTube, for example. So, like, to a certain audience. Now we have somebody who's becoming all... Maybe not quite yet, but maybe somebody who's, like, folk shah, like, loved by the people, we'd say, here in Sweden. Would Eva and Eva sort of fall under that that banner as well of, of, of uh, an act that people in Sweden really love? We heard from them earlier. Uh, it, I think a lot of people will be pleased at the back. I think lots of people will be pleased with the back. I was looking at the voting stats for this from a couple of years ago because um, they almost qualified through to the final directly, which would have been a huge upset if they did against Anthony Ewald, who of course brought you know, the pop sound we expected from him. Um, and we promised another up-tempo song here again. If you go back a couple of years, this pair got the 12s from the Televo and the over 75s in the heat. But then they didn't get so many points from younger people. But that swung around by the time the uh, Andrew Cranston came, because they were drawn against um, Clara Klingenstrom, very, very close to that. And actually, this song here got more votes from the kids and the younger people. Um, I think now, because they're more well-known, certainly amongst the young population, there might be a bit more chance to get votes from both the young and the old in the heats um, because, you know, this is the kind of song that got played in all the schools and preschools um, around Sweden in the, that, like, four-week period after Heat 2 went on. So there is going to be a lot of love here, and certainly for people of, you know, growing up with Ever and Ever as 
stars. It's it's great. I see there is always something for everybody in this show, in every show. That's that's one of the special things about Melody Festival. And then one of the final questions for you then, Ben. There are there are three acts there that we have not really touched on so far. So they would be Rayhan, Elof and Benny, Victor Crone. They sit together in the middle of this heat in the running order. Song three, song four, song five. Any of those three that you want to pick out and discuss now? Ragan Gore from uh, Elof and Benny is probably the one that's going to be like a little bit interesting, possibly. Um, like you know they've they're going to they've been quite good on like the spotify kind of things i'm expecting something possibly do you remember and good stacked pizza from mgp a few years ago <laughs> yes, yes i'm expecting something like this they've described it as going to be um, a song of a declaration of love for the countryside and like taunting life in the big cities so i'm expecting something that's going to like in some way kind of throw in a bit of rural Swedish culture uh, into quite a, like, in-your-face performance. Um, you know, so that's the kind of thing there that, I mean, I've not really seen perform live, uh, but certainly they've had some quite brash music videos. I'm expecting something a little bit in that kind of vein. Let's see if it can uh, go the whole way. Because that nearly went to Eurovision, didn't it, that one? <laughs> Shall we do uh, a really difficult question then, given that you've not listen to the songs yet it's not tuesday you've not been on that zoom call yet uh if you were to make uh some sort of prediction and whenever you ask ben a prediction i always feel like he takes it a little bit off piece so i'm just going to throw him the question give us a prediction for saturday and see what he does with it uh i think john henrik will win so he'll be the first name out i mean i'm assuming the voting's the same i've not actually heard a confirmation that it's the same system but if it's one act to go through directly then i expect it to be the last one john henrik Thalgren, he'll get points across the board um i uh, let me go tony for second place right to the final and then i'll go Oh, I think I'll stay safe and go Victor Krona and Lulu for the Andrew Cranston spaces, but um, that's more that's that's a very conservative prediction. But that's because I can't imagine, especially with the app system, names that are so popular or going to fit straight into that Swedish mainstream music not being in that top four. Um, I would love to see Elof and Benny ever and ever, even the Raven who's got a ballad um sink through into that but this is such a strong one i always find heat's one is the is the show that's a bit of a bloodbath and what a place to end then we have got a lot to look forward to in just a few days time heat number one in my favorite swedish city gothenburg hey can't be saying that hey i can now uh we're not we're not in sweden you can't get anywhere near us ben thank you so much for joining us here on Episode one of the 2023 series of Malfest Monday. It's been brilliant to have you on. Thank you very much. Well, that's it. Melfest Monday is back with a bang. Hopefully we've got your juices flowing for the very first heat of 2023, coming your way in just a few days' time. A big thanks to Ben for guiding us through everything. I feel like we're fully up to date on everything we need to know about. Yeah, he was a brilliant guest, wasn't he? As we said earlier on, couldn't have found anyone better to join us for the first episode, given that he was able to give us that really interesting insight as to what it's like to hear the songs for the first time. He's been covering Mellow for a really long time. And also that unique perspective of being an Englishman in Sweden, who is now a not just an honorary Swede. He mentioned he's got Swedish citizenship now. So I'm sure Ben will crop up again at some point over the rest of this series. But, of course, every week we will bring you another special guest. So next week's episode of Malfest Monday, we'll be joined by someone else who will be able to look back on everything that happens this weekend and we'll be looking ahead to heat number two. And rest assured, we'll be joined by at least one of the artists who will be competing in heat number two. We've got some very special artists lined up over the next few weeks to uh, get an insight into what their world is like as they're preparing to take to the Melfest stage. Yeah, so exciting, everything to come. I just love Malfest Monday because we get to follow the whole competition and it's just such a journey where we get to know the artists and then it all comes together with that huge grand final in a few weeks' time and then we'll know who's representing Sweden at Eurovision in 2023. Very exciting. 
Yeah, it's going to come thick and fast. So we'll be back with you in a week's time for the very next episode of Melfest Monday. And of course, back with you on Wednesday this week for your regular episode of the Eurotrip. So in the meantime, make sure you follow us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email. And you can read all of our exclusive stories, of which we'll have many for you this week over on eurotrippodcast.com and make sure you subscribe leave us a review and rate us five stars from me james it's goodbye and from me rob it's goodbye